Ready for the what? All right, we need the mind. So we said John 21. Let's, let's look at this. John 21. We need the mind. Uh, we, 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 I think we, we, we started this, uh, how many weeks ago now? Ah, almost how many weeks now? Eh? Two, right? Two, three weeks ago. Ah. Okay, we are back on it. John 21, verse 15. John 21, 15. John 21, 15. It says, So when they are denied, Jesus, so when they are dying, not denied, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Son, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me more than this? He has said unto him, Ye Lord, thou knowest I love thee. And he said, Feed my lambs. And he said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Ye Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. And he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said, Thou knowest all these things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Hallelujah. I, I remember I started that the last time we, we started studying this. And we said, accurate Bible interpretation is the core of Christian doctrine. And that it's non-negotiable. Wh why did Jesus use this repetition? And, and I explained to us, I said, a scripture will not mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. I'll say it again. A scripture will not mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. So that means there has to be diligent and meticulous and thorough study of God's words, thorough study of the text of the scriptures. So one of the so why did why was Jesus asking Peter to feed his sheep, to feed his lamb? That word feed there is from the Greek word bosco. Bosco, it shades, it has shades of meaning and it includes to gaze. That is, it describes the works of an headsman. That is why the work of a pastor is likened to that of a shepherd. They are not glamorous terms. It's just because of the cosmopolitan world that we live in that changed the world. But when he says, feed my sheep, or when they were in the Bible era, when they were saying, you are a pastor, Ah, they will take, now, let me, okay, let me give you an example. You know, we started doing something about looking at proper study now. When Jesus was telling Peter, feed my sheep, who in the Old Testament will come to his mind? David. Are you seeing it now? Because their Bible in the, in the New Testament was the Old Testament. They haven't had Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all of those things written. So the only thing they had written down was the 39 books of the Old Testament. That was what Jesus read as his Bible. So when Jesus was going to teach, what will he teach from? From Genesis to Malachi. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he is going to teach from the beginning. That's why you will see when Jesus was writing in the scriptures, Jesus kept using the words as it was written in the beginning. 
as it was written in the, let me show you an instance go to Matthew 19 let me show you one instance go to Matthew 19 look at it, Matthew 19 let's start from verse 3 Matthew 9 are you, are you learning something all right look at it, Matthew 19 verse 3 he says the Pharisee also came unto him tempting him and saying unto him is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause then in verse 4 he answered and said have you not read that that which made them from the beginning? Now, when you see the word the beginning in the scripture, what is it talking about? Genesis. Genesis is the word beginning. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, Genesis, Exodus, all of those things, they are Greek words. Because they have been, languages has changed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at in John 1 verse 1. Look at John 1 1. Look at John 1 1. I'll just give you, these are just little, little text to, to make you understand. So he says, In the beginning was the word. So a good Bible student will do what? You will go back to Genesis. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because they are they are writing from the offshoot. Okay, let me explain what how they did it. How many of you, you have seen, um, hmm, hmm. How many of you, in your school materials, they've done revised version before? Okay, do you know what they are doing? Do you know what they are doing? Do you know that? They will pick from, maybe the person has written this is 1990. They will now start revising it, revising it, adding, 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 till it fits into this current word spoke space, right? Okay. Now, the Old Testament has been written. It has been written. Let me tell you, the foundational study for every believer. Eh? When I was much younger, I would have told you, go to John. Go to Romans. It's a lie. The foundational study is to start from Genesis. See, if you don't understand Genesis, you can't even understand Exodus. Why? Because if you do not see how Joseph and Jacob and the 12 brothers went to Egypt, you won't understand why they were in exile, why Moses was saying, let my people go in Exodus. Are you getting what I'm saying? You won't have understood because it was those 12 brothers that went to look for, you know, remember there was famine in Egypt. It was those 12 brothers that went to look for pasture in, jo in Joseph's, you know, Joseph has now become a king in that place. They now stayed there. They now gave birth. They now multiplied. Are you getting what I'm saying? Another king now came and said, this ones will be slave. It's just like saying, all of us that are immigrants in the United States, right? That another president now come now and say, all the immigrants, slave trade. Then we now start looking for a savior who will tell us to go back to our countries. Are you seeing it? So that means if you have not read Genesis, you will understand who is the audience of Exodus. That same audience, Leviticus. 
That same audience numbers. Are you seeing it? Deuteronomy was not a second law. Okay, so if you have not read that five books now, you will even understand what Joshua was doing. You will understand that Joshua was continuing from the work that Moses has done. You will understand what judges, Deborah, all of those things was doing. You won't. You will understand the book of Psalm. Because if you have not studied 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, you will understand the book of Psalms. Because you just see that David was just writing, you think David was just writing something. But if you have read 1 Kings, 2 Kings and saw his kingship properly, you will understand what he's saying. If you have read those books again, you will look, you will understand what the Solomon was saying with Proverbs. You want to know that Solomon has backslided. If you have not read first king, second king, first Samuel, second Samuel, first Chronicles, you would have Solomon backslided. That's why he was writing Ecclesiastes. The vanity of a preacher. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the foundational writings of the scripture is the old testament if you don't understand it okay now let me show you something go to matthew 1 go to matthew 1 everybody i want you to understand this go to matthew 1 are you learning something this evening go to matthew 1 what did he say let's read it together it says this book of the generation of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham and that says abraham begat isaac Ah, uh, look at something. You know. Say, by the way, begat Jacob. Ah, uh, so that shows, look at something. You know. If, if, look, look at something. Imagine those people that only say New Testament Bibles. Or somebody that just came to, that just believed the gospel for the first time and all he had is New Testament Bible. Matthew to Revelation. When he started reading this book of Abraham begat Isaac, would he be confused? No, just imagine this is where your Bible started from. Forget this page. This is where you are, and you, know, and you want to read everything. You just say, This book of the generation of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. You'll be wondering, Who is Abraham? Who is Isaac? Right? You'll be wondering now, but what are they expecting? Because they know you already have the 39. There's no point. You go and read it. That's the meaning. They are testing you back. Before you come and understand this, go and first understand what Abraham did with Isaac. <laughs> go and understand what Jacob and his brethren did. They now told us, begat. Look at how they now ended it in verse 16. Look at it. And Jacob begat Joseph and Mary, who was born Jesus, who was called Christ. Then I started, then I said, this bet was on this wise and all of those things. So that shows that if you have not, okay, now look at in verse 22. Look at verse 22, that Matthew 1, 22. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, ah, so where, where was it fulfilled? Where was this spoken before? If this was the first page you were starting from, where was it written? No, no, you, you know it's Genesis 1, I can But imagine those that, they just give, you know, I remember when I was younger, there's one blue, 
blue pocket Bible. <laughs> How many of you had that Bible? One blue Gideon's pocket Bible. They now put Psalms and Proverbs at the end for you. <laughs> They'll put including Psalms and Proverbs. <laughs> so imagine you, you imagine you are very devoted, very astute. You just got born again. You want to read the Bible, and this is all you have. Do you know you are going? Your first entrance into Christianity is confusion. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Because it's not going to make sense. How are you going to know where you were fulfilled? But the writer already knows that you already have the document of Genesis to Malachi in your hands. So go back. That's what they are telling you. Go back. That's why some Bibles now do it very well. They will put your footnotes for you. They will tell you where it was really written. They would, the meaning is to chase you back. That's proper study. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows that every doctrine of the scripture must con. If I want to teach you something today, and it's, and we call it we, in our word now, we we call let's say let's say let's say um, holy communion now. It has become a doctrine. Are you getting what I'm saying? On enough, doctrine simply means um, teachings. That's how they see it in the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Doctrine, teachings is what the daskalia, the Greek word. But in our word today now, when you say this is your doctrine. That connotation of this, it must contain from Genesis to Revelation. And the believer must be able to see that, oh wow, this match. You see, you see why I seem like I don't like the prosperity people. I don't. Because, ah, so, so, this is how they teach you. I still saw one this evening. I, I thought I, I felt like I saw it. So I will come and use it to explain. I don't know. I was just scrolling. You want to have a wife, so money. You want to have a child, so money. Why? They now say money answered all things. Ah! From where to where? <laughs> they say you are believing God for money, so the money. <laughs> I thought if I'm believing God, I will still keep the one I have to still trust God. But I will first sow it. They say if you are believing God for a car, sow the money. They say why? They say why should you sow money? They say do you have, do you have, this other person say do you have the car? What do you have now? What you have, you sow it to reap the car. Ha! Ah! I'm like, oh, go, go, go. <laughs> That's calm. It, that doesn't fit in with the entirety of the scriptures. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? It doesn't fit in with it. It doesn't at all. Go and look at, we, we did a study on Holy Communion and Baptism. Go and look at how we started. We looked at the first place we were used. We, we, we picked it from the scripture. Okay. Look at that, what we did with that Holy Communion teaching. We said, okay, why should we be taking Holy Communion today? What's the symbolic reason? We said, we'll drink a wine, and we'll, we'll drink grape juice, and we'll, <laughs> we'll drink bread. Okay. Can't I just drink the grape juice at home and eat my bread? Since Romans 11 says, have you, have you no house where... You can eat. <laughs> we not traced it. 
And we now saw the significance that this is not necessary. How many of you remember that? We chested that. Uh-uh. We looked at the entirety of everything. We now looked at what Jesus now said. Take this in remembrance of me. You know, that problem has now become, that statement has now become the problem. And that's because a lot of people think the Bible is English. You know, I always say, remembrance. We are doing 50 years remembrance of our grandmother died. So that's what is, that's the connotation in our mind. So go and listen to that teaching, you understand. I'm not, that's not what I'm teaching today. <laughs> you have to listen to it. Uh, are you getting what I'm saying? So now, when we are studying the scriptures, there must be an astute, a thorough, proper explanation. So when, so now, let's go back to this, uh, John 21. When Jesus told the, um, Peter, feed my sheep, whose example from the scripture, don't forget, Jesus will not do anything contrary to what was written. Because he already told us, hello, I come in the volume of books to do what was written on me in the scriptures. So, whose example will this guy, Peter, has in his mind? David, right? Who was feeding his sheep, the S-men and all of those things. Do you know that? That was the same thing he also did by being a king. That's actually the work of a king, to feed the people, to lead the people to battle, to feed them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why when you come to church, the work of a pastor today is also to feed you. You will not be well fed if the pastor doesn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Do you notice that? That's why Jesus used this thing. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You know, Jesus also used that same thing when he was teaching. Why? Because he's now using... So, when we want to look at sheep now in the, in the scriptures now, we will say they are Christ's people, right? We will say they are God's flock, right? That's why today, look, look at even in First Peter 5. First Peter 5, 2. 1 Peter 5.2. When Peter was to talk, 1 Peter 5.2. Are you learning something, guys? If you are learning something, let me see your hands. Okay, cool. Thank you. So you see that Bible is not complicated. If only... I, I didn't know this thing on time. If only you can just read properly. It's not, it's not complicated. Some people think that in Genesis 1, in Genesis 3, the serpent was talking. Have you seen a serpent speak before? Then I said, no, he first spoke that time. God now pushed him to come down. See, just too many dramas. God now caused him to, so the serpent was standing before. He now said, God now pushed him Why we had, we have watched too many, and it's Jehovah's Witness that caused those things, so, that gave us those contradictions. Because they gave you a little book, so they made you feel like the serpent gave you the, if a, 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 a apple. So t- tomorrow now, people are still arguing the, the back of the iPhone. The reason why the iPhone Apple is not complete is because of the... Uh-huh. <laughs> the Apple. <laughs> How do you even know if it is Apple? What if it is cashew? What if it is grape? 
But we just in our head is is why which 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 other fruits. And you don't we don't know that it is figurative. That's why if you don't understand, there's something in literature they call setting. Ah, I wish people were literature. You see, when people were studying courses that were demonic, you didn't know that it was going to have problem with you in the scripture. <laughs> Me, I'm a literature student, so these are things I studied in school. There's something in literature called setting. And if you don't understand set, okay, let me let me describe what setting means. If you watch a movie, if you watch a movie and they tell you, they tell you shot in California, that's the setting. Or they give you a date and say, April 51, 1980-something. That's the setting. So, your mind, that's why, what did they do? If, they, if, they, if it is 1970, they will change, sometimes they will change the color. They will change it to things that are not seen in our world today. Why? They are changing the settings of, of the place. So that you can properly understand the movie. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's some because the, if you listen to Bible and I told you that the Bible is a piece of literature. If you understood Genesis properly, you understand that that is also a setting. And Moses was communicating to his people in that way because that was how they will understand. Don't forget, the people he was preaching to were aware in the wilderness. They were lost in the wilderness for almost, not lost. Their disobedience made them stay with them for almost 40 years. So that was where he started teaching. So what could they have seen in the wilderness? Trees, fruits, serpents, uh, which other thing? Sun, moon, star, which other things? Rain, water. Those are things they will see in the bush. So you know what he did? As, that's why he, you will know that Bible, Bible study is not for illiterate. To be honest with you, I won't lie to you. I, won't, <laughs> I, really, I really will not lie to you. Check, those who, check, check even the preachers of the gospel from the Bible. Paul was well learned. Moses was well learned. So you must, <laughs> you must be smart to understand God. <laughs> God's word. So now, look at something. So look at the settings. That was what they saw. So what was Moses going to do? Moses was more knowledgeable than them because Moses was schooled in Egypt. And Egypt then, according to history, was like New York of today, Los Angeles of today, or California um, Silicon Valley of today, where things were happening, where knowledge was increasing. Are you, get, you know, in our world of Silicon Valley today now, we are looking at technology. Are you getting what I'm saying? Egypt then was, you got to be learned. Just like Paul. Paul was schooled with under Gamaliel. Gamaliel was, it's written in scriptures, Gamaliel was an astute teacher. It was that person that you say, just like our today's world, um, Noble Lorette. Are you getting what I'm saying? So imagine a low... Okay, one of the persons I like most that writes movies 
Shonda Rhimes. So it's like saying Shonda Rhimes teaching you how to write. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was what happened with Paul. He was schooled like that, so he had to be intelligent. Such that when he got to Agrippa and Festus, ah, he said, the guy said, I almost, <laughs> the king said, I almost got born again. Because the, he said he was, this is how I forgot how he said it in half 18. He said, the way you preached to me, you preached to me and I almost got born again because you were so full of knowledge. Hallelujah. So, there is a lot. So, what was the setting with Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, all of those things? They were in the wilderness. So, Moses we use, so when it says in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. You won't know that that's a supernatural world contest. It is deeper studies that will make you understand that it's a supernatural world contest. But if you just think, you just say there was a day, there was the sun, there was the moon. No, he was using those things as a figurative expression to something. That's why it seemed like those that are in Israel today, even in the present world today, that are astute with scriptures, they'll tell you that what you think in the scripture that means this is not what it means. Because they, they can relate with these things properly. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it's like saying, I'm using an iPhone in my today's world to explain the scripture. That is what Moses did with his own time. Using the serpent, using the tree. There's a tree of life. So, you mean that God was that jobless and say, he will plant one tree. Don't eat this one. Take this one. Ah, that means it's God that caused the temptation now. You don't understand. It's wired in man such that when they tell you don't touch this, you want to touch it. They did, I watched something one time. They did, they did an experiment for children. Young children, I think they were in Japan or something. They told them, they, it's like an empty room like this. They said, if you, if you match, if you cross this line, something will happen to you. So guess what? They now left. Those children... Ah, they started moving towards the line. They started moving towards the line. <laughs> like small children, they were looking at the line like this. Ah, what was what was trying to? And it was psychology. They were. I, I was watching that and I was learning psychology in that thing. Like, whoa! And one of the child was like, ah. <laughs> it's not that nothing really happened. He just jumped it. Ah. The other children was like, come, come. The other one say. As the other one wanted to come and catch him, he crossed it. He said, ah, nothing really happened. That's how all of them jumped it. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? They now did one thing again. They now confined them into a circle. They said, don't cross this circle. Or else. I think they scared them or something. I trust boys. Young baby boys. Ah, this is how going around, going around, going around it. Going around it. One put his leg, one touch his leg, touch it, touch it. I, so, you get it. So, if, you, if God really created a tree, I said, this tree just like, just, just, then God was the one that tempted them now. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? So, it was only a figurative explanation. We've done these studies in Let There Be Light. It was only a figurative explanation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Figurative explanation that this was just to describe something. So he used the happenings of his world to explain the scripture. So we in our today's world, because we take everything as literal, <laughs> and we don't give ourselves to proper say, 
Brethren, there is still a tree of life. There is still a tree of life of good and evil if you touch it. <laughs> so you see, this is how Jesus explained it to them. For those that did not understand in, in, in Mark, he said, Do you think it is what you eat that will defile a man? Jesus explained it to them in the book of Mark now. He said, do you think it is what you eat that will defile a man? If it was really apple, once they go to the toilet, there are no more sinners. You don't get it. It has flushed off from their system. <laughs> if it was really fruit that made them sinner, once they go to the restroom and poo-poo it out, that's all. Then, so what is left in your system? Nothing. You are, you are cleansed. So God should have just waited for them to, to go to the restroom and <laughs> that's all. That's to tell you that's not what they did. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's to tell you that that's not what they did. Why are we going, to, you know, we are studying renewing the mind. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be wondering why am I going through this route. You need to know this route because when we get into our studies deep or properly, you will be able to understand how to properly renew your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why it seems like I'm going through your, the contradictions around Bible study in your mind. So that if you first understand the truth, you understand how to now properly renew your mind rightly. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if there was, if there was really a, a fruit, the day, if they're going to the restroom, ah, uh, okay, it's just like today, now I ate a pancake. And as soon as I got back, I and the pastor, we went to eat pancake today. And as soon as I got back, I went to the restroom. Can I still say the pancake is in my stomach? No, now. It's gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, so that's to tell you, that's not what they did. It was only a figurative expression. That's why you must understand figurative expressions also in scripture. See, see, those of you that did not study English language or things around that, you boys study chemistry. Uh, 2H2O minus uh, B2 something. See, you see the problem? Uh, of that physics, that's what I hate the most. Uh, you're finding light, finding velocity minus power. What's that? The only thing I know is power of God. <laughs> you know, when, maybe, maybe, maybe as we progress in study in future, I will use fixes to explain power of God for you. I, I will actually. Maybe not now, maybe in the next 10 years. When you're, when, not now. I, I, will, I will bring fixes for you and I will, we will look at, okay, so look at power there. Look at how you can walk with. So we'll do contrast. So I say, eh. Hey. Let me go and start looking at it. You will find it. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, look at the first Peter 5 2. It says, Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. Do you see it? He called, he says, Feed the flock. So Peter now is now writing and saying, Feed the flock. So we can safely say, Who was Jesus talking to Peter about? The disciples. Right? The people. And was saying them to feed them properly. And we said that word feed there, it means like taking an oversight. And that's the word bishop and all of those things, poimano, all of those things. So you see that it's imperative for us to know how to study God's word properly. We need to know how exactly God's word is 
in our minds. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when he says, feed the flock, so a true Bible study student, or which a pastor should be, I believe every pastor should be a theologian. I believe it. He must know the scriptures properly. I, I believe it. Because there's only one assignment we have. And Jesus already laid it down for Peter, who was going to be at least the first pastor after Jesus' resurrection. And that was feed the people. Bosco, Poimano, Episcopos, have oversight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Train them. So such that they are not hungry. They know God's word. Because God's word is life to us. You know, he says, you know what Jesus said? He said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So the word, so that word of God is our food. And the pastor must know how to feed you. So that means you are in service now. Can you say you are eating? Right? Now, but you see, it now depends on the right meal. If they cook the right meal, you know, some people now will come to service and the media here is so $10 for $1,000. You know, that's a wrong meal. Are you seeing it? They did not really feed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, so, when we now say that the renewing of the mind, what are we really saying? Look at in, March, look at in Romans 8. Remember we said that the believer is not in the flesh. How many of you remember we said that? We said the believer is not in the flesh and the believer cannot be in the flesh. Where does it open to? Romans 8. No, before you go to Romans 8, I, I still need to do something. Look at 1 Peter 2 2. 1 Peter 2 2. 1 Peter 2 2. Are you learning something tonight? Are you enjoying this, guys? Are you, is everybody enjoying this? Enjoying study? Okay, cool. 1 Peter 2 2. It says, what did he say? As newborn babes, right? Desire the sincere milk of the word that what? You may grow thereby. So that means babes will need to grow. It's just like in our today's world, what do babies do when they are born? They start giving them meek. What's the essence of the meek? For them to grow. Not even for them to grow. Their senses also should be developed. There are foods that they quickly give them to eat for their senses to be developed. Am I right? Not sister and all of these people. Am I right? So that their brains will start expanding. Am, am, am I correct? There are food that they give babies, right? Why are you guys looking at me like I don't know what I'm saying? Yes, am I true? Am I correct? Hey, hey. That they, they are brains. Now, so imagine. Look at what Peter says. He says, as newborn babes. Who is the newborn babe? The man who has believed the gospel. So that day you got born again now. Hope you know that you are not a babe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's bring it away. We know that he's, he's, he has everything in Christ. So, okay, it's just like saying... Okay, let's imagine. There's this guy I've, there's this baby child I've really, because the parent put him on social media, and that's DJ Khalid's son. 
I mean, everybody knows they are sad. The guy, in fact, the guy is already a producer already. He's an executive producer because the name has to be on the inheritance in future. You know, that's what they do. They put the name as an executive producer or their child's name so that when they are long gone and forgotten, the royalties, the titles and all of those things, the child will take it after. So the child is already inherited properties even though he's still a babe. Okay, let's do it this way. Imagine... Who is the richest man now in the world? I think Elon Musk. Huh? Elon Musk is the richest right now. Okay. They used to flaunt to it. They used to flaunt to it. He has, somebody else has overtaken him now. Okay. They, I know, I, I shall know they used to share that. It's, is it that Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos? They've been sharing it and Big It. It's like they've been sharing it in the past four years or five years. Ooh, like they used to ask, they say, who will take it this year? Who will take it? <laughs> okay. So just imagine you were born into Elon Musk's family today. As a babe. Hope you know that. As a Musk. <laughs> Let's say your name is Tony Musk. <laughs> or Godwin Musk. <laughs> you already have inheritance. Tesla is waiting. Space S is waiting. Mass. Because I imagine you are not a boy. Now I'm not trying to. Ah, you know, <laughs> this is our word now. I'm not trying. <laughs> this, you know, this is our word. Like, in fact, if you want to say you are, we are sons of God, we have to, say, we have to put the daughters. Because some, some people are dark. <laughs> the world we live in now, see, you are gender profiling. Ah, what's that? I'm not trying to be profiling or I'm just, I'm just, you know, even if you're a boy or a gay, you already have entitlement to the mosque wealth. But do you know that you are still a babe, but you are born into the wealth? Okay, so let me explain to you. Let me use my Assad, DJ Khalid song, because I... Since the, guy, since, the guy, since the day the guy was born, the whole of Snapchat, we see the guy every time. Assad! Assad! We, we can't hear what they get. Assad! God is the greatest! Assad! We the best music! Assad! In fact, even the guy has cried on the music, on the, I think he has, he has coughed on his song. Before, and that, <laughs> it was money. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Okay. Now, you know Assad is still young. He's going to take him to 18 years, at least, to have five proper documents of at least all the inheritance that the father... Okay, you know his name is on some records already. And he's going to inherit the royalties and everything. But do you know that they cannot give him now till he's 18? Till he's 20 at least. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or 18? Or at most 16. Now, this difference, now let's come back to who you are in Christ. When you are born again, you have all. You are saved. 
righteous, justified, sanctified, all of those things. Seated in heavenly places, your authority, all of those things. But the difference is that you need knowledge to know what you have. I don't know if you understand what I just explained. Let me see your hands. Cool. You, the difference, this one is not 18, you need 68. That's why some people now think you have to mature to a point. No. You just need knowledge. You are not trying to, you know, Assad now is not trying to attain anything. He is rich for life. Eliomor's children are rich for life. Jebezo's children are rich for life. In fact, I think when Bigate and Melinda Gates divorced, the, the kind of wealth that Melinda had was enough for another, to tell you the kind of wealth these guys have. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but for you in Christ, you already have all because you were born into all of Christ's inheritance. Don't forget, it says we are years of the kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? You already have it. But what's the problem? Why does it seem like, ah, some things are off. You don't have knowledge. So when he says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere meek of the world that ye may grow by. I think you understand it now. So your desire must be, so when you see a Christian who is born again, who does not, need, who does not want knowledge, ah, he is going to suffer. <laughs> the devil is going to beat him blue black. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because it's like saying, okay, look at what we just said before we started teaching on the use of our words. Imagine a born-again man who speaks negative things. He won't know now. He will, that's why, that's why, that's where all these deliverance centers are eating from. He won't know that he is the cause of his problem. And we now have in our world today. People who don't even know the truth, who will, who will siphon you? Are you getting what I'm saying? It will now be going for look at what look at the look at the irony of those things. It will now be going from pillar to post, looking for what he already has. You see, that's why if you look at I teach leading of the spirit teaching, I used to tell you direction is very crucial. Every man. Uh, I, I forgot it. The, uh, there's a way I start it every time. Direction is just is very crucial in life. And you will need to make um, direction or decisions at every point of your life or something. But you need to know how to follow the leading of the Spirit. Now, so what happens to those people going for deliverance theaters every time? They, hey, there's a power from your house. This and that. See, if only they can understand their rights and privileges in Christ that they are born again, they are delivered. The devil does not have any hold on them. They are this. That's all. That's all that will set them free. So they will keep casting out things, casting out till they cast almost even their throat out. Till they cast even their kidney and their intestine away from their spirit, from their body. They will keep casting it out, still thinking they need deliverance just because they don't have proper knowledge. And that is the problem of a lot of believers today. The same thing with those prosperity people. The reason why a pros, a, a pros, they, I will teach in future what really prosperity means. Though. Maybe next year, how to because we have to look at we have to correct that thing they are doing. That's that's actually rubbish. The reason why somebody now is so 
$10,000 to reap $100,000 is because of greed. Oh, you don't know. It's greed. Because he's expecting a magical money. Now, imagine what happens. If he knows that that's not true, do you know he's going to be set free? Okay, it's just like healing. Look at what we did with summer healing campaign. I taught you how much you can demonstrate the power of God, how you can receive healing and all of those things. Do you know that? Some people now, they don't know that they are Christians and they think it is God that is punishing them. Do you know that? If they can just clear their minds from that rubbish, they will, be, they will receive healing. Some people think the reason why they have cancer is God trying to make them humble. Are you following what I'm saying now? So that shows, as newborn babes, that means the first desire of a Christian should be what? Knowledge. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why I say, I beg you, feed on the word. Ah, Listen to the word, be intentional about it. Babes need to grow up in Christ. They need to feed on it till their minds are renewed. So, you need to feed on the word till your mind is renewed. Your life is changed. Your life is transformed. That is why many still love to hear stories and enjoy church services, illustrations, testimonies, experiences. A lot of people like, imagine in a Tuesday service like this, we have done drama service. We have done testimony service, which is not wrong. We have done a whole lot of jimboris. They will now say, let's quickly hear the word of God briefly, 20 minutes. You know, people will like that kind of service because everything appeals to their senses. But do you know what? Do you know the implication of that? It's a damage. Because <laughs> the main essence of why, remember where we started from, John 21, the main essence of the work of the church or the pastor should be to feed and we are not doing it. So you will now have a lot of Christians walking around the street, living confused identity. That's why a pastor can also tell you I'm a gay. Imagine a pastor on the pulpit telling you I'm also a gay. How do you want to bless the lives of others? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because, it's not, imagine, just like here now, all we just do, we pray. The next thing we sing. The next thing, sit down, hear the word. That's what some people call boring. Ah, nothing. They don't even do drama. They don't do, oh yeah, off the light. Let's watch one video. Youth night, barbecue Sunday, pizza jeans day. You know, we don't have those times. <laughs> it can't happen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it can't happen in this place. I mean, we, we only have one day for it. First appreciation day. And that's all. Where we can, canality day. That's where we just, just one day. And maybe Thanksgiving. Not Sunday, Thanksgiving weekend, we just come together and, you know, have fun. Outside that, ah, oh, when I'm not... <laughs> My series next year, say, next year is not even enough. <laughs> Eternity, I'm even begging God to keep me on long on it. So I can teach everything I really need to teach. I will not be doing drama night. 
Youth night. Lover's day. That's the one that pay me the most. <laughs> it's not wrong, go. But, hey. We are damaging your minds. How many of you are getting what I'm saying? Because we are not going with the original. Okay, tell me. Where did Moses in the wilderness do drama night? Despite, look at something new. Despite there was no drama night and choreography Sunday. Look, oh, look at all the thoughts from Genesis to Deuteronomy. Only two believe the gospel. <laughs> The Bible says the whole perish in the wilderness. Upon all, go and listen to let there be light now. I explained this day. Upon all the thoughts from Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, they couldn't enter the promised land. They were hearing word, word becoming flesh. They saw glory, they saw miracles. They saw how Moses transformed, that they had to cover it. They said, No, the glory is too much. They saw in their very rare eyes the sea parting. They saw miracles for 40 years. The Bible says they ate manna. They did not believe in that God. So you now think it is drama night that will make people stay? <laughs> we are killing the people. Are you seeing it? Or is prosperity night? Choreography Sunday that will make people believe the gospel. We are damaging their hearts. Because even the one we are preaching, we are still praying that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened. That's why we spend time to do opening. That's why if you notice in our opening prayer, we take it a while. We pray, Lord, open this our eyes. So <laughs> we pray in tongues. We spend time. Then we sing and we hear the word. Simple. Because <laughs> if, and that's where a lot of times, they will not say, let's quickly... Brethren, our time is fast spent. Brethren, brethren, I mean, if I've been to churches like that, brethren, our time is fast spent. Let's quickly hear the word. 15 minutes for the word. So, we spent three hours in church and we gave 15 minutes for the main reason we came. What were we doing? We're dancing away our sorrow? Frivolities. And no believer grows in that way. You saw it. It says feed. Do you feed with photography? Where did Paul, in Paul's church, or in the, okay, in the book of Acts, when even when the food wanted to become a problem, Peter said, Theo, do it this one, but we will not leave the word of God and serve tables. We will commit ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. To tell you that the word must place premium. You must place premium on knowledge. And not just knowledge, the right thing. Are you getting what I'm saying, brethren? If you get me, let me see your hands. Okay. See, because these things are key. So, when you come to church, when you are listening to the word, what, why? Why do you? That's why you will see Paul in Corinth say, "Know ye not 
that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Know ye not. He kept using the word, know ye not. Know ye not. You know why? Because you should know this. Knowledge is very key. Very, very key. Personally, as a preacher, I don't joke with it. I, ah, I spend hours, days studying. I have headaches just studying the word. Because this thing, this thing is key. A believer needs to see himself as who the word says he is. I tell you, let me tell you. This confused identity going on in the United States today, if only we teach people their true identity in Christ, just ordinary teaching on who you are in Christ can set them free. I'm telling you. Letting them just know that they are righteous. They are forgiven. They are who Christ says they are. They are holy. They are not condemned. There's no guilt or condemnation around their lives. It will set them free. Is the word. Just teach the word. So, ah, my time is fast spent. No, this is the best time to say my time is fast spent. No, when we have spent time on <laughs> Jimbo, they say, Brethren, Brethren. <laughs> So, we did John 3 last week, right? And we did, last time, and we did Ezekiel, right? And we said, um, flesh, spirit, it will sprinkle. We, we did that now. We did that. Okay. So now, look at in Romans 8 verse 14. Let me gradually close now. Amen. I will continue next, next Tuesday. Don't worry. We, I'm not... This series, I am... I'm going to take my time. If we would have to do one dress session on this, I'm not, I'm not in a rush. Your mind must be properly renewed. <laughs> Look at Romans 8, 14. Are you, are you blessed? Let's gradually start putting it to a close today. And um, Romans 8, 14. He says, For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. Hmm. <laughs> where is this? Where do you okay now? Let me let's do it. Let's do a background. Where do you think Paul got this from? Genesis? Okay, so those be Johnny to where? They're joining to the promised land. From Egypt to this, since they led them out of Egypt. Since they led them out of Egypt. So, we would look at that properly, maybe next week. So, the believer does... If the believer does not renew his mind, our, our teaching, what we are studying is renewing the mind, right? If the believer does not renew his or her mind, he will conduct himself after the flesh. Don't forget, we looked at Ezekiel 36 verse 25 to 26. Let's go back there again. Ezekiel 36 verse 25 to 27, where it says that, 
I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and idols, and I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my status and keep my judgment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so we said that promise has been fulfilled today at salvation. So, the background of this can be seen from the conduct of Israel in the wilderness. They had left Egypt. So now, in the context of this series, we will see Egypt as the flesh. We looked at that in the last time we studied, and we said Egypt is the flesh, right? I don't know if you remember, we said Egypt is the flesh because their minds were still in slavery, in bondage, in the fact that they don't see. Let me tell you something. See, the mind is a, see, the mind, eh, this thing called the mind is very powerful. It's, it's the brain, I believe it's, you might, I might be wrong, scientifically proven, but I can tell you scripturally that I believe it's the brain box of everything we do in life, in our minds. Because that's where we would think. That's where we would make our decision. That's where we would decide that we are doing this. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, these guys left Egypt. What happened with these guys? They left Egypt, but Egypt did not leave them. And it affected them so much that they did not believe the gospel. The Bible says they all perished. You see in Acts 7, look at Acts 7. Look at how, look at how Stephen explained this in Acts 7. When Stephen was preaching, go there, Acts 7.39. Acts 7.39, I'm, I'm about to close now. Acts 7 verse 39. Look at what they said. Are you there away for you? I want all of us to see this together. It, it will really bless us. Acts 7 verse 39. It says, To whom our fathers would not obey, look at it, but trust in from them and in their hearts. Ha! It says, In their hearts turned back again into where? Into Egypt. Saying, what did they say to Aaron? Make us gods. For as Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, will not what is become of him. So they are saying, look at what they are doing. No? They are saying, so why did they make that golden calf when Moses went to, the, to, the, to, the, to, to Monsina for 40 days? Egypt has not left their mind. They say, ah, since Moses is not here, make us gods so that we worship. Because they were already used to worshiping idols from Egypt. So they couldn't have imagined, ah, look at, look at some, just 40 days, brethren. Maybe it's at day 20, they were already giving up. Our leader is not here. Quickly make us something. Let's, ah, let's, we have to worship something. And because their minds, Egypt has not left their minds. They started worshipping a golden calf. Say, so make us a golden image. So they were seen referring to their former conversation. So their mind, so they've left Egypt, though, but their minds were in Egypt. That was why. Look at in Exodus 32, verse 1. 
Exodus 32, we'll continue from here next week. Exodus 32, from, Exodus 32 verse, you don't want to miss any part of this series, I'm telling you. How if this is blessing you already? Oh boy, I have so much to share. Exodus 32 verse 1, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. They went to meet the assistant pastor. <laughs> I said, make us gods. We shall go before us, for as Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Israel, we not know what has become of him. <laughs> they think Moses has died on the mountain. <laughs> as that pastor, what was your work? Because, <laughs> but why? Because their minds has not left. So they, so they hurt, what, would, what should they have done? They should have put their mind on God's word. And what was God's word? What was the instruction they gave them? Exodus 20. What was the instruction? And that is how many of us are. Look at the instruction in Exodus 20. Exodus 20 verse 2. What did he say? I am the Lord thy God. Look at it. I, I, I want us to read it. What was the word? What should they have put their mind on? Is this Exodus 20. Look at what it says. It says, I am the Lord thy God. Which brought thee out from the land of Egypt? Out of the house of bondage. What did he not say in verse 3? Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Thou shalt, make, thou shalt not make the, thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above or in the head or that is in the water or beneath. So that shows their mind is supposed to be on this instruction. But Ten chapters after, <laughs> this brethren, and that is how I'm going to. There's something I, I I have not thought this before, but I think ah, I have to parable of the sower. I think I have to very soon, and that is how we are. As I gradually begin to close, or many Christians are. We come to church like this, hear God's word, and we still decide to go and do our own. Because <laughs> we have not learned how to renew the mind. Just like I'm teaching you, go and listen to walking on water now, go and listen to faith, build your faith. Do you know that? If you can just hack in onto the word and do what I do, or do what I say you should do, do you know that? When, because, see, listen. Life and difficulties and storms will come. But do you know that you would have no what to do now when those things come? What happened to these guys? They couldn't, they did not allow the word of God sinking so much in their heart that when a, a contrary opposition came, they didn't know what to do. Say, let's return back. So you know what many of you will do when problems now come? I will return back to my fear. I will return back to my ah and finish my negative utterances. I will return back to are you seeing are you seeing the problem? Because you have not allowed the word of God sink. Ah, I'm, I'm just giving you a spinet into this series. I've not even started. I'm still trying to introduce this series. That's why. Look at Hebrews 3, verse 8. Hebrews 3, verse 8. Hebrews 3, verse 8. Oh boy. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
Are you learning something this evening? Hebrews 3 verse 8. He says, look at what he now says. Adding not your heart. As in what? In the provocation, in the day of, So you see that if you have not read the Old Testament, you will not know what he's talking about. Okay. He says, let me start from verse 7. Wherefore has the Holy Ghost yet today? Today is a salvation terminology. If you hear his voice, adding not your heart. What is his voice? His word. If you adding not your heart, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. Look at what that says in verse 9. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work for what? 40 years. He says, wherefore I was grieved with that generation. They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear with my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Into my rest. Look at what it now says in verse 12. Take it, brethren. Lest there be any of you with an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Look at it in verse 19. Play for me, I close. It says, so we see that they could not enter into the rest because of what? Because of unbelief. So, all the children of Israel, all of them that came out from, the, from Egypt, that were supposed to enter the promised land, none of them could smell it. <laughs> Why? Unrenewed mind. So, it is possible for a believer in Christ to still conduct his life after the flesh like an unbeliever when he refuses to renew his mind on God's word. So it's possible to still act like a, like a non-Christian. When you don't act on God's word. So renewing the mind is quite important. you an assignment. There's something I did to myself when I started growing in God's word. I wish I was still growing. Watch the thoughts that flow through your mind and be, I want you to do it. You can take tomorrow. Use the whole of tomorrow to do it. See, start since when, when you wake up till before you sleep do an assessment. I, I did this when I was growing in God's word and it, it really helped me. Watch all the thoughts that flow through your mind. That's the proof of your growth in God's word. What thoughts go through it? How negative are you in your mind? How terrible? Do you think evil about someone? Do you have strife in your mind? Do you have unforgiveness in your mind? Are you negative in your thinking about situations? Do you have contradiction? Watch it. What flows? Is it evil thoughts that flows? Bad thoughts? Watch it. Can you? Will you do the assignment? Will you do it? Try and do it. Watch it. And before you sleep, tell yourself, wow. Do an assessment. You can even probably, maybe I should think about it, write it down. Now do an assessment. By the time you sleep, you say, wow. I have a lot of work to do. Then I remember I was, I thought I, 
naturally when in the in the face of people this is me personally in the face of people i thought i was very forgiving i was very you know very accommodating very lovable but i found out that in my heart it was not true it was only a facade that when i get back home i'm thinking about evil about the person I <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh, you are Christians. You will show the person that you love the person. You. But when you get home, that's truly who you are. You don't understand. The people that say they are transgender and all of those things, it's not what they write, it's not the colored here. It's just the state of their mind that shows truly who they are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is the state of their mind. So I now figured, I said, wow, so I'm actually a very bitter person. So I said, okay, I'm going to deal with it with God's word. And thank God. I don't allow bitterness in my heart. I don't allow strife anymore. So I, I started assessing those things gradually because <laughs> your mind is very important. It's where God works and where the devil works. That's the truth. So you got to a lot to do with your mind. You've got to renew it. You've got to. See, even when I started growing in God's word, when I started coming to the realities of who I am in Christ, I used to feel very condemned. I used to feel very intimidated. But when I started, it started dawning inside my mind that I'm really righteous. I started, my actions started portraying righteousness. I won't lie to you. When it dawned in my heart that I am holy, my I saw, I found that I started living right because the state of my mind has been conditioned to God's word. So that's what we want to study in this series. Hallelujah! How to renew our minds? It says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed." So that means our walk. Let me, I will end this way. Our world is not to define us. They say Gen Z. Hey, hey, hey. What, what are that things they call us? Different technology, you know, social media world. It should not be the world that should define who we are. Uh-uh. We are to define who the world is. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How will you do it? By the renewing of your mind. Going to have a great time in this series, amen. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Just lift your hands and thank Him where you're seated. Just oh, let's be on our feet. Just thank Him this evening. Thank Him for what you've learned in the world. Thank Him because you're renewing your mind. Thank Him. Oh, we bless you. Oh, we bless you. Oh, we bless you. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Worship Him this this evening and just bless him. Thank him for the word. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We honor you. Oh, we honor you, Jesus. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus.